You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones. They fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another session of Chris Piercy. I am your host, Chris X Matt, and there's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me, that is I. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're right here, right now, listening to the only podcast that continues to break the matrix. And I know there's a bunch of podcasts that do that, man. Just let me get my little tagline off. All right, guys, damn, like, just, just play along with it, man. It's the only place where we continue to break the matrix, man whatever (laughs) uh lately i've been on so many pods um i'm not lately lately i've had a lot of uh guests or hosts from podcasts on my show i had ketsuban the other day i had john laban the other day and today our guest is also someone that i've had the pleasure of being on their pod so you know i'll have all those links too below so you can go check out uh, the different conversations with on their platforms and before i introduce my guest today i just want to tell you guys that I hope you're finding the time time of the day to give to yourself and feed your soul and feed your and feed yourself what you need. Get that mental right. Get some clarity. And if you got kids, you know, try to find a time of day where they're kind of occupied and you can you can sneak in a, a bath or a meditation or a walk. You know, or even take them on the walk with you. You know, so I just I just want everyone to uh to tap in, tap inwardly and try to feed feed the soul what is what it needs you know there's a lot of distractions out here going on if you're watching the news you're constantly going to be in fear you're constantly going to be worried about the world um whether it be cuba whether it be haiti whether all these places that are currently on the news you're going to be especially even since we're still under a pandemic you're going to be distracted and not knowing what's going on you're going to keep moving in fear and that's not the vibration you want to be in you want to be in a loving vibration and a high vibing state of mind and I know we live in this simulation, this matrix, so it makes it hard sometimes to focus on what you need to focus on and do what you want to do. And you have to, some people have to resort to work. Some people have to go do what they got to do, even though they don't enjoy it, just to, you know, pay bills and, and, and get themselves by. But, you know, it is life. It's the reality. But you can also change your reality. So if you're not enjoying the reality you're living in now, if you're listening to this, just know that you can change your reality today, tomorrow, within the next hour. It all comes down to a decision. And I can literally change your whole timeline. And it sounds crazy. You know, I know it sounds like, yeah, right. I can't just tomorrow. My life ain't going to change. And, and maybe not change like how you expect it to change. But a simple action can definitely start leading you down the timeline you you eventually want to be in that you see yourself in. But that takes time. It takes consistency. It takes discipline. So, I know, like I I said earlier, there is distractions out here. So just be wary of all the negative energy. Be wary of everyone that doesn't want you to win, that doesn't want you to change. But just know that you are God and you can change anything that you're not happy with. And I know it's so easier. It's so much easier said than done. But again, your actions will change your timeline. So again, take the time out of the day and do what you need to do to make you feel good and make you vibrate high and hopefully that ain't nothing negative (laughs) i know some people like say they feel good when they smoke weed or when they do this and And i don't knock it you know whatever your choice your vices we are some people you know everyone has a vice to an extent so whatever that is 
just know that you just don't manipulate. I mean, don't abuse it and kind of regulate it and hopefully uh, don't let it uh, don't depend on it either. That's a big one. Don't depend on substances to get you to be happy because you need to make yourself happy. So today on the pod, I'm out, uh, I have a guest that I have the pleasure on being on their pod and I really enjoy the conversation with them. Uh, it was a good uh, pod. Like I said, I have all these links for you guys so you don't have to uh, go and search for them. This is a few months back, and it was a it was a great conversation. It was I think it was the second pod that I've ever been on. I think I'm not sure. I think it was the second one that I've ever been on. But I you know I just I when people ask me to be on their pods, I'm kind of like, what are we gonna talk about? Because I don't I don't feel like I bring something to the to the to this community like the people that I usually have on the pod. Like there's there's a lot of people that are really well versed in what they believe in and the theories that they believe in and when people ask me to be on their pod, I'm like, what are we going to talk about, like podcasting or I just I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's always nice to talk to people about their journey and how they got to where they got to. You know, where, where was that switch in their life that they started moving differently? Like I said earlier, you know, you have you you, you have the, the the decision to change your timeline. So a lot of these people that I have talked to, even myself, when I come on their show and I talk to them, that's basically what we talk about. Like, what was that switch? What was that decision in your life that you started seeing things differently you started moving differently. So this guest, you know, he really, I told a lot, I actually, yo, I, I told you guys, and I even said it on the, on his show that I'm not telling my demon story anymore, anywhere else. Like if you, if you people ask me to tell that story again in detail, I'm going to send you there because that's the only place I really told it, uh, from the top to the bottom with all the details in there, like all the people and the, and the persons involved and everything. I've always said it kind of vaguely, I didn't really go into detail like that. I kind of kept it more simple because it's a long story, but I definitely gave the whole story up on there. So if you're trying to listen to my demon story, that's where you need to go. And I, again, I have all that linked. So today on the show, we're joined by the good brother himself, Todd Armstrong. How you doing today, sir? I am doing excellent, Chris. Thank you for that great setup that, you know, thank you for having me on the show and just to go off of what you were just saying, that your story was uh, incredible. It was like 45 minutes from <laughs> start to finish. And it was just, you know, I was sitting there. I'm like, you know, I don't know what this has to do with this, but let's find out. Yeah. It was just a crazy story. Yeah. Every time people ask me about it, I'm like, just go listen over there. Because, you know, I don't like telling it. I don't, not that I don't like telling it. Is that for a minute, I just, I knew it was intriguing. So people wanted to hear so much about it. But on yours, I really told it from when I went to that trip and met the people and came back down and had them live. It was just everything in detail. So I appreciate your platform for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, say that story or speak my truth. Yeah, absolutely. You are the first guest on. And uh, now when I have guests on, I give them a round of applause when I do the little intro, but I never get, got to give you one, so I want to give you a round of applause. Lego, Lego. Because <laughs> you are actually the one who uh, told me, you know, getting a mixer, giving me a little uh, audio advice on getting a mixer, a microphone after our episode, and I'm so grateful that you took your time out to help me out. You know, I was, I'm just some guy, and you came on my podcast, and then you gave me uh you know you kicked ass on the podcast and then you're giving me information on how i can better my podcast and i'm just so thankful yeah no problem bro i'm here like i've done i've been doing it since i don't like to brag like that but 
I have been recording since 2017, so I've kind of learned the ins and outs of getting a mixer and trying to connect stuff to there. And, you, you know, so it's a better it's a better quality experience. So I'm glad you, you're able to take from the advice and, you know, apply it to your to your platform. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And anyone listening, you know, Chris is a really good dude. You know, I know Thank you. people when I say and his story, you know, before he even gets to like the crazy part, the beginning part is just like such a, a wholesome thing that how the whole thing even got kickstarted back when you were uh, going out to four of you or you know, what was it, five of you that were going around uh, mm-hmm. doing the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just. The community, yeah, the community stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, that was a ride, bro. I, you know what's funny? The other day I, fi- yo, I'm actually going to say this, I'm right here too, because I haven't even said this part. I saw him, I saw the person that had it, that had his, the his possession, I guess, here in my house. And bro, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't approach him. I didn't say what's up to him, but I was, I've been, I've been helping out this vendor, you know, sell some food at a, at a market every, like every other week. And, um, I was there. And then she told me, oh, I can go on my break, whatever. So I go and I try to find something else to eat there. And when I'm when I'm walking, I see him and I'm just like, oh, shit. And I thought he saw me for a second. So I just got on the phone. I called my homie up and I'm like, yo, bro, just stay on the phone with me real quick. Because I'm like, yo, who guess who's here? Because he was he was one of the he, he had met him, too, as well. And uh, he was just like, yeah, he right there. I'm like, yeah, bro, I think he's seen me, but he kind of like still trying to figure it out if it's me or not. So I ended up putting my shades on. I had him on the phone. I was kind of like trying to face away from him because not that I was scared of him. I just didn't even want him to approach me or say hi to me because I just didn't want to like, I knew he was going to probably give, try to do a handshake and I would probably would have not even given him this handshake. And I didn't want that weird interaction. I didn't want him to feel like I'm still dissing him and stuff like that because I, just, I don't really care no more, but I didn't, didn't want him to approach me or nothing like that. So it was it was funny because that happened about two months ago, a month ago actually, and uh, yeah, I got spooked. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> did, he, did he still look human? Yeah, he did. He did. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't like. He looked. He I don't know. He 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 had he was growing out his hair. He still looked very. He still looked like how I knew him before he had that that experience. So, you know, who knows if he's if he's gotten better from that or or if. He's just in disguise doing his thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There is, there's a weird uh, Mandela effect that happened to me with your episode. I haven't even told you about it. What happened? So so when I originally titled it, I named it uh, Shrooms, PsyOps, and Demons. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you know, someone was asking me about it, so I sent them the link, and now... It's titled Shrooms, PsyOps, and Possession. But wow. When, so where I keep the uh, the titles at, where I first do it, is in my phone. And mm-hmm. then I just copy everything, you know, copy and paste. And then my phone, it still has uh, Shrooms, PsyOps, and Demons. But on the podcast, somehow it's Shrooms, PsyOps, and Possession. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. D- d- demons possessions plasma possessions <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever it could be and you know also i see i finally started not finally started watching but i watched my first horror film since since i've been able since that incident to be honest and i had to watch it during oh, yeah. the day too i was still scared to watch it at <laughs> night i had to watch it during the day and i, I watched the you know the conjuring the the devil made me do it and um 
luckily it was boring so i didn't really i wasn't really you know like in, engaging in it so it didn't really scare me like that but i thought it was a good i thought it was a i thought it was funny that i'm like damn this is my first scary movie that i've seen in in a long time <laughs> over yeah, a year over like, a year for sure yeah i don't like scary movies at all and it's yeah, i was when i was a kid i would always get like spooked but i guess because i'm sensitive to energies you know i'm yeah have, i'm an em- empath and i have all these different uh psychic capabilities and different energy fields that i'm always feeling mm. so i guess when i was younger i always was just like afraid of it now i'm not afraid of it but i'm like yeah i definitely don't want that shit in my life so yeah. i don't i don't bring it in that's how i feel too that's how i feel well i used to enjoy scary movies you know i used to go to the movies and watch them because i never would get scared i'm like oh, this is whatever and then when i was younger i was scared of, of horror films but when I, the older i got my cousins were always into watching horror films and eventually i was just like man yeah this is fun some parts are funny some parts right you know it, it it's all in your head really but yeah like why in, but the funny thing is that my mom never liked horror movies she never liked us watching them even but she never made us stop watching them if we wanted to watch them but she never liked them till this day she's like oh you know i don't like you i can't watch that i'm not gonna watch that so it's interesting it's an interesting uh to try to try to uh I guess try to get back into that because I I don't see myself going fully back into that because it's, it is a lot of dark demonic, p- the stuff that goes on in those films, programming. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually uh, I've watched more shows uh, in the last six months than I did all last year, and it's I'm not watching. Like I was telling you earlier uh, before the recording, mm-hmm. I'm only I watch Loki, uh, the first five episodes, but. Other than that, I mean, I watched like cartoon movies like Soul or something oh, like, I like that. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like stuff that I can get spiritual or not necessarily spiritual, but I'm trying to see what secrets are being revealed in, in movies and films if I'm going to be watching it. But I feel like every film has some, some type of secret or message, some occult knowledge. Maybe it might be twisted in some films, but for the most part, I feel like everything has a, has some type of spirituality in it, except for like comedy movies and you know little dumb stuff like that. Well, even those they might have. Like I'm saying, liar, liar. Like I'm I'm looking at Jim Carrey's career somewhat, and it's his stuff is, I mean, it's all lining up with, with a spiritual awakening, and he did all these different things early in the '90s, or maybe not '90s, maybe it was early 2000s, where. He was joking, talking about, you know, these uh, these elite rings that are keeping people dumbed down and all that. But he would make a joke out of it. Right. uh, And the movie Liar, Liar, you know, he can't tell a lie. And, you know, so he has that struggle, like the spiritual struggle you have, you know. But I I say it with all of Jim Carrey's movies. But I mean, it's like you said, it's pretty much every movie is something, some kind of spiritual knowledge. Especially them, them Disney movies, the Pixar ones, they definitely got a. All of them have some type of message. Oh yeah. So Todd, you hit me up the other day because you wanted to speak about. What did you? You wanted to speak about time, 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 time. How it doesn't exist, and then you also wanted to touch on some plasma stuff. Yes. So, what do you have, what did you want to get off your chest? Okay, so, 
where time, okay, time is, it's, it is an illusion because we're in an illusion. Where we live, it's a simulation, it's an illusion. Uh, but time has to exist here. This place exists only with time. So time only exists here. And these places, time and space, Mm -hmm. is a relative thing but they are tied together like latitude and longitude like time travel isn't real saying like i'm going back to 1943 that's not a real thing because time doesn't move in a linear fashion which everybody pretty much realizes the way that i say it is time is like a block and each second is its own block each second and space is its own block and then tied to that is would be the top right corner would be the bottom left corner of the next block. They're diagonally building up mm -hmm. each, each time and space. So if I wanted to go back to a specific time and space, I would have to pick the exact location at the exact time. But when that happens, I would no longer be on the timeline that got me to where I left because where I enter at, is a place that I didn't enter before. So it just it wouldn't be the same timeline. So there's no possible way for us to actually time travel in that way. What about in, in, your, in your dreams? So, yeah, I think dreams are a sort of time travel. Okay. I think psychedelics are, are sort of time travel and uh, meditation and anything that's getting you into the spirit realm, into the astral world. Okay. You are doing a bit of time travel there. But I just mean the way movies portray it. Right. Everyone thinks that, oh, I, I'm going to go back to 1912. and Like a machine that, that takes you there physically. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, I think you can physically. I mean, it's hard for me to conceptualize that. But, uh, but you can, I think, physically step into a, some type of portal that will transport you to another physical place, but it just won't be, you'll be somewhere completely new that you've never been before. Even if you put in the same coordinates that you were born at, you're going to split off from the timeline because you just, you can't be, uh, in my opinion, you can't be, on the same timeline because you weren't there in the first place. Now, if you were there in the first place, then you would be there. And that's how, uh, if you watch Back to the Future, if you watch the first one, you might not notice it. But when you watch the second and then, well, no, not the third. The third one's not really any good. But when you watch the second one, you see every time he goes back into the past that his future self is, has always been there and since the original scene. He just has three different versions of him all in the original scene, but the new versions can't be seen by the old version. And mm. that's like a time loop. That's, okay. uh, that's a little bit different than, than what I'm saying here is that he always, the future uh, versions of him were always in that original scene. So when he went back, that's why he could be in that original scene. But what I'm saying is, if you weren't in that original scene, you can't go back to a place that you weren't at. You can't just make that happen. It would be a new timeline. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying for for sure. Because I've also felt like, um, well, I don't know. Because about being physically time traveling, I don't know. I haven't experienced I that. I haven't experienced that myself. But like in dreams, for sure. There's times where I feel like I'm either I'm in the future. It's honestly more so that I dream about future things, not more so about actually. Yeah, it's more future things than it is past uh, past things. But there's sometimes when I when I like the other day, my friend asked me a question, and I told him, "Didn't I tell you this already? Like I feel like I told you this." And he was like, "Nah, you didn't text me." And I and I looked at my phone and I didn't text him, but I I remembered. Oh, in my dream, I did. I remember I I texted you in my dream when I when I was supposed to text you. So little, I have little things like that. I haven't seen. I know you have uh, psychic downloads where you see into the future. You meditate. You get some. You get downloads. You know from the future of a you know a plasma apocalypse or the sun. You know whatever the sun does. But I haven't had those type of downloads. I haven't had. I haven't looked that far into the future. I kind of more just like little things that amongst my friends and family is not really so much world events. And I always see people on Twitter talk about how they astral project and how they can do it uh, consciously. You know, they the intentions there. They go to sleep. They can. They need to go where they need to go. And me, I've never experienced any type of like lucid dreaming, any type of um, like that, doing all that type of you know, going somewhere spiritually and seeing things and then coming back with the information. I've personally never done that, and I don't know why. Maybe I have, maybe I'm not tapping in as much. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, I just want you to, I don't predict the future. I can, you know, I can't get a, a download. Well, not for me. I don't get anything of future events. The only way I can kind of foresee the future is it by reading the environment as the as above, so below scenario, mm-hmm. as in what scale, like t- today my freezer went out. So I'm looking at that like as above, like what's that mean is north, the North Pole going to melt or is the pole going to shift? You know, I don't know. But like, that's the only way I could predict anything. But I don't get anything like that to say no. Didn't you say, didn't you tell me that you, that you, I get, I get downloads and I can meditate and I do get psychic information. Okay. Uh, I actually don't like calling them downloads. I'd rather call it telepathic communication. I just don't exactly know where it's coming from. And it's not always correct, too, which is the thing about timelines is we're always shifting, as you were saying in the beginning. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're always we're always shifting. And one free will decision can take me off this timeline in a snap. And I've had it happen to me where I go through very thick, dense fog and these crazy lightning storms all of a sudden, you know, it's hailing and mm-hmm. you can't see anything in front of you. And it's just very synchronistic things are all occurring with it. Like I had one time I left for work and I had a Buddha poster up Mm -hmm. and I returned home and that Buddha poster was switched with another one and nobody knew how it got switched. And it was just, we, it was a big timeline switch for me. Uh, But I have Mandela effects like that often because I'm, paying attention to it that's the thing is everybody's always having it mm-hmm. it's just whether you're paying attention to it is whether or not you know what's happening yeah mandela effects it's a funny scenario but do you ever think that maybe you just forgot i'm just playing devil's advocate you know do you ever feel like you just forgot no, I, to like, like well, you, 
so I mean it's happened to me quite a few times with things but yeah I I do at, at first I'm like no like like there's no way and then like we break you know for that for instance I mean there were so many things with that there was a guy so I'm a delivery driver for work and I deliver to these two stores that have similar names but they're 45 minutes apart mm-hmm. and the entire time I was working here, the guy was at the, the first store that I went to. And then that day he was at the second store and he didn't recognize me, but we had a good friendship. Whoa. Uh, and, and I mean, when I went through the, this storm that I went through, the sky was literally, uh, the clouds were purple. I mean, they were so dark, they were purple and the lightning was, it was ball lightning through all the clouds. I mean, it was, uh, what you would see in a movie of the right. Bermuda Triangle, like disappearing shit. Like that's, I've gone through those types of storms a few different times. And every time it's always some weird shit, you know, something's changed when I come home or when I'm at work or whatever. That would be so crazy in that scenario when you see the same person that I recognize. See, I never had anything crazy like that happen in my life or anything cool. Like I guess my demon story is probably the most like interesting thing that had to do with seeing something crazy or seeing something that mind fucked me. But other than that, I don't, I've never had a, such a, uh, an event where I seen, um, where I like, I've, you know, something crazy like that happens, like a big, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. That's interesting though. Cause I, I wish that stuff happened to me in, on the daily. Cause the way you're talking, it seems like you, you constantly have your Mandela effect. I am. I am. I, I've had quite a few and it's, uh, you do have them you just don't notice them but once mm. and, and maybe maybe you didn't have one i don't want to say that you definitely have but you more likely than not you have and it's always something like did i put my key there and then you're like nah. you know just like you said you're like oh i just forgot okay right and then you and you don't pay attention to it again but the little things like that like where does that memory come from you know, that memory of you putting your key down there, like that comes from somewhere. Are you remembering that from an alternate timeline? Did, did that timeline collapse and now you're remembering that person's right memory? You know, so there's there's a lot of different weird stuff. But once you start having synchronicities, there you uh, go. I'm, I'm sure you have them. Yes. But once wh- when you start falling into them more and more, when you start following that, uh, synchronicity like when you start pointing it out and you don't even need to tell anybody you just point it out to yourself like oh there's another one there's another one it starts mm-hmm. happening more and more and more and now i'm at the point where i can my free will choices they pretty much uh, i they mean something that because every version of me is getting aligned mm-hmm. so where where if i'm making a decision say there's 30 versions of me, you know, 25 of them are making the same decision as me. So therefore I'm likely to slip into one of those timelines. Mm. Mm. I do believe that there's many timelines. I think the past, present and future are definitely timelines that are happening simultaneously. Um, and, uh, what was I going to go with this down? I lost my train of thought. I hate that I lose my train of thoughts because I stopped smoking weed too, and it still happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel so like you it, stop smoking and you still don't remember. Yeah, I still have those, these little times where I'm saying something, and my train of thought just disappears. But I was saying that 
I do believe the present, past, and the future is all happening simultaneously. And I think that goes back to uh, like decisions affecting uh, changing your timeline because obviously the past, I guess there's nothing much you can do about that. But even now you can change something that can affect the future. But then at the same time, what is something in your past is also affecting the future and your pre- I just it's so complicated because I do believe that that time is a false reality. I do agree with that. But the way. um I don't even know because time's just interesting, bro. Because I want to say it's false, but at the same time, it exists. Like we age, you know. You you don't. Re- it has to exist. Yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, and we don't necessarily run out of time, but sometimes it may be. I don't know. Do you do you like the phrase uh, uh, "better late than never," or do you think you run, like you do run out of time? Like, oh, it's too late. Do you think it could be too late, or you think? I think you're always right on time. I don't think anything's out of place. Really? I think everything's always right on time. But what if there's something that you wanted to embark on, right? Like, say I been, say I wanted a podcast back in 2017 when I started, but say I didn't start. Let's say that I just was like, nah, I'm cool. I want to do this, but I and I just, I just keep saying I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then eventually I start partying like this year or not even this year. Like, what if I start when I'm like 40? To me... It's like, man, I wasted a lot of time, even though I get that everything happen, happens happens uh, when it needs to happen. But what if I would have started that back in 2017 when I was 21, 22? Like, to me, it's like I mean, I'm late. But like you said, it's never too late. But I feel like I am late because I just wasted a lot. Of, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's weird. But time. you learn other lessons during that time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's just weird because you yeah, so you live you live a life and a journey within those years, and then when you do start something, it's like yeah, it is meant for you to do it at that time. Time is tricky, man. I don't know. I don't know. Father time, Chronosism. That's 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 a. Well, that, that's part of my uh, download that I got the other day. Like I said, I don't even like using that word, but just for the sake of ease, I'll use it. So Why not? I, my, Why don't you like saying download? Download, it sounds too uh, computeristic to me. You don't think we're computers? I think that the human body is a biological creation, and it's an illusion, uh, and I think computers are based off of the technology that this world is built and the, these human bodies are built in mm-hmm. uh, that the creation is a living thing and it's trying to mimic what it is by creating things like computers and robotics and giving that information to humans so that humans can then uh, become one with the machine but no i don't think that we're computers no that's eh. i mean it loosely you could anyone could make the case that it's loosely but the way that i say it is we are a cloud of consciousness a stream of consciousness right and and to me that's what makes the difference is that i am not of this world i'm in this world i am not of this world i'm in this world can you clarify that? Oh, it's a famous Jesus line saying that I'm here, but I'm not made of this. You know, I'm in this body, but this body isn't mine. This life I'm living isn't my life. This is 
an avatar that I'm just, you know, I'm in here for the experience for whatever reason I chose to be in this body doing what I'm doing at this time. But it, I'm not this body. I'm not this avatar. I'm not, I don't identify with anything that this avatar is or does. It's just what it is at the moment. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Because I always say, I mean, uh, uh, nah, I don't say that. <laughs> That's interesting, Todd. So you don't you don't think you're Todd. You don't you don't like saying you're Todd. No, not that I not that I don't think I'm Todd. It's just uh, I'm, I identify less and less with anything that externally pulls me away from the true me, the true I am, you know, the true consciousness that I am. So uh, I'm very spiritual and I'm very into learning more about myself and learning the truth. And uh, the way that I heard on uh, Know Thyself, they were saying, don't say I am angry. Say I am Todd experiencing anger. Yeah. And that way you, you can disassociate with your avatar, but still understand that you're experiencing this emotion. Mm. Mm, I like that. Because if you if you say I am angry, you know, then you're taking on that persona yeah. of angry. Yeah. So, so that's a technique that I've been using before. I even heard it on that podcast, but when I heard them verbalize it, I was like, "Oh, that's wonderful." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a very spiritual person, but you also would you say you're religion religious as well or no? Because you do have a no. Jesus cover. Did you have a Jesus profile pic? Uh, no, I don't have G. I, I mean, I love Jesus because uh, I'm actually going to be on another podcast tomorrow talking about Jesus, uh, but I'm not religious at all. I'm not a Christian. Um, the What I've learned from Jesus is through my own spiritual work, my own meditation, mm -hmm. and uh, I kind of, uh, I can kind of understand where Christianity went wrong with their teachings, and I can also understand where gnostic christians who believe that jesus was just you know the leader of this super pack of you know gnostics who were coming up how they see jesus as just one of them but he was just the one who led everybody in the right direction it's actually more than that but you know it, it's a whole thing into itself and i don't want to <laughs> open that can of worms just yet <laughs> i do I could, I could, I saw you were um, on like more on the Christian side, but I mean, some a lot of things that I see align with Christianity, but uh, I was never Christian. I was uh, a Methodist as a kid, but my spiritual teachings as a kid was going to Sunday school for an hour, maybe like twenty weeks a year. You know, I, I didn't learn anything for, from the ages of like five to nine. You know, I knew, and then I turned away from God at 14 and was a drug addict, went to prison, you know, was 280 pounds, was losing my hair, was a terrible father. Uh, I had a whole bunch of crazy bad stuff happen to me that I realized now that I was doing to myself and that I purposely went through so I could get to where I am today to know everything I know to be where I am because of everything that's occurring in the world. So do you believe that Jesus was 
was he a real person or was he i mean was he real or if he is real do you just think he was something else besides the way he was described to us that we're taught to believe he is so he was absolutely a real person he was uh you know flesh and blood just like all of us but what happened is see the gnostics uh, Gnostic Christians, they got a lot of it right in that he was the leader of everybody, you know, the leader of this new movement. Uh, but the, where it differs, where Christianity comes in is that Jesus was hung on the cross and then then he died. Now when he was, he was resurrected. Okay, that's where everything gets separated. That's where you get Catholicism. Mm. That's where he, because they don't believe that in the spirit uh, in, in the way that Christianity does and the Gnostics don't believe in the resurrection in the way that Christianity does but for me I, I saw that when Jesus was hung on the cross what happened he paid for God's sin of creating this world see God because God created this world of free will that's got so to be so bad right god needed to pay for god's sins so that's why jesus had to die and when jesus did that he won the simulation showed us all how to beat the simulation and that we didn't have to die to do it that we could clear all of our karma in one lifetime and mm. be done with this place and at the same time he was hung on the cross like I said, we were, were that cloud of consciousness. That cloud of consciousness turned from a figure of a man, which, you know, the image of God is best described as a men's bathroom, you know, the symbol for a man in the, on a man's bathroom, the generic outline of, of, of a guy. Yeah. It, went from, it went from that to Jesus because it was showing everyone else, like, this is what I want you to be. So consciousness itself became Jesus. And I saw this. Mm. And and the way that I saw this is uh, everyone has to understand that as above, so below is works on a grand scale, on a tiny scale. You have, uh, what's his name, Benoit Mandelbrot. Is, uh, he was the first one to discover fractals in that uh, if you take a, a fractal, uh, and you zoom in on it, no matter how microscopic you get, you're going to get the same pattern. Mm -hmm. And then no matter how large you get, you're going to get the same pattern. And it's like every planet is a part of an atom, mm -hmm. and every atom is part of a planet. Mm -hmm. You know, we're cells to a being that is much larger than us. We're white blood cells, red blood cells, and, and there's different... Uh, organs that you know we can create and not that we create but that we live in and like our energy is going towards the kidney or the spleen or whatever all over the earth I, this it's the same thing repeating itself on the tiniest level to the largest level so it, when i when i saw this cloud of consciousness went from just that to becoming jesus it was showing us like this it was his trophy basically he became god okay. and and he he now has us in him he's a universe 
And what we're all here for is we're all here to try to become God because God was bored and God wanted a bunch of friends to be God with because yeah. he was just by himself. So Jesus won and he showed us all how to win and we can either become eternal beings with universes within us when we die or we can just come here for experience and not try to become God, you know, just, mm. you know, whatever, give me, give me whatever jab you want, you know, I'll go take whatever drug, I'll go have whatever sex because when I die, I'm just going to go back to source. I don't want to be my own eternal individual being. Uh, I want to just go back to source, which you, when you go back to source in that way, you have none of your individual memories or ego or any of that never exist. Again, they cease to exist. But you don't really know that because it doesn't really matter. But you can also keep your individual ego and personality while having an entire universe inside you, just like Jesus did. And, th you know, that's why we're here. You have one of those two options. I never looked at it from that perspective that, you know, Christianity messed up the message behind uh, Jesus Christ or corrupted it because I was entertaining these Mormons. I cut them off already, but I was entertaining them for a minute just because I never heard the Mormon perspective. I never had any, any Mormons approach me, but they caught me, you know, walking my dogs. They were like, oh, you know, mind. And honestly, I was trying to get them on the pod. So that's kind of why I was I told them, yeah, let's, you know, let's go. Let's go talk, whatever. They came a few weeks and, um, you know, there were, I just like, you know, they asked me, oh, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And I said, no. And they said, why not? And I'm like, because it's, it's, it sounds cute in a book. It sounds cute that someone walked on water. It sounds cute that someone made one fish into 40. I'm like, that sounds cool. That sounds like a good movie. And I just told them that I feel like Santa, I mean, uh, that Jesus Christ is like Santa Claus for adult adults. And <laughs> they were kind of like, they didn't really get it. But a lot of the things that they were saying, I, I would tell him because he they kept trying to obviously convince me that because I kept telling him I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm a spiritual person I believe in certain things and he said well you know our our belief kind of says the same things in a way and I tell him yeah but I don't like being in that box and a lot of like you guys call it God I call it the universe matrix creator whatever I feel like I we all believe the same thing just in different ways but I never looked at it like from your perspective so. I guess what you're really trying to say or what you really said kind of was that Jesus was one of the few first people to break this matrix in a, in a way. He was the first. But how do you he how do you, how do you say he's the first, though? Why is he the first? How come it couldn't be anyone before him? Uh, it just wasn't. He was always meant to be. And it actually gets into the time that, you know, what I was studying was the Book of Enoch and mm -hmm. uh and I can get into the time part of that in a moment. But I, I do want to say that what you were saying about turning two fish into 40 and all that stuff and walking on water, I think a lot of that was parable, the, that it wasn't literal and it's been translated as literal. And maybe it was, you know, I don't know, but I think it's more likely that that stuff was parable. But see, where I uh, differ at is I only care about the spiritual side of things. I don't care about the flesh and blood. Right. Jesus, Jesus Ben Joseph, because that's what his name was, was uh, Yeshua Ben Joseph. Ben means of in Middle Eastern, and you were of your father. So your father, his father's name was Joseph, so it was Yeshua Ben Joseph, uh, Yosef, actually. 
so I don't really care too much about anything that has to do with, you know, in the Bible that has to do with what he taught because everybody has been teaching the same thing for a very long time. The difference is the, the spiritual form. And in the book of Enoch, uh, when I'm, you know, I've, I've read it a couple times now. And yesterday I'm touching up on it again just to uh, refresh in my memory about all the stuff about time. And in there he states, so he's at the beginning before time. He is in heaven and he's being shown all of these things, uh, how time works, where the sun comes and where it goes, the moon, the stars. And he's with uh, Uriel, the archangel. And uh, he sees uh, what he calls the ancient one or the Lord of spirits, which is God. And it's a, a being. And he's with what is called the son of man. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. I, I have to re read this again. And I start reading it. And this is Enoch is Moses's grandfather. Mm -hmm. So Moses had the flood uh, 4,000 years before Jesus was born. So this was Moses's grandfather, Enoch, is saying that he's in heaven before time started. And he is sees that the only person that goes with the ancient one, the Lord of Spirits, is the Son of Man, who the Lord of Spirits calls my elect one or my righteous one. Hmm. And he's not named at that time, but they say his name will ring it all throughout history. And uh, just to surmise, to skip past all the time stuff real quick, it's at the end of time, and this is where all these biblical prophecies come in where people think it's the end of time that everyone's just going to die but it's not that but it's time ends because time is like a wind-up doll you know you you wind up the doll and you let it go and then it, it keeps going until it stops mm -hmm. well that's that's this place and time in this place and when it stops we will see jesus uh, in the clouds on the throne with the ancient one, which is God, because they're the only two that have universes within them. And, but there's going to be many of us that become our own eternal beings. And we are going to go to the, the heavens with them. And we're going to be God as well. We're going to have a universe with inside of us. Man, you really see? I don't know. I don't know, Todd. Like it sounds good, but I feel like when who I don't know if these if these stories are as accurate as we think they are. I think, like you said, I think it's more so about taking the message from it and not really not really focusing on the the physical aspect of these of, of these people. But I mean, I feel like if we weren't there at the time, then like we don't know. And if books have been passed down for centuries on centuries on centuries, millennia then it could definitely be rewritten so many different ways. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. If, to, to say Jesus was the first one to do that, to me, it sounds, it sounds kind of like, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It, it don't, it don't sit right with me no more. Cause before I would have ate it up, you know, old me a few years, a year back, I would have all this stuff. I was so heavy into, I started reading the, the, um, 
the sef- the si- the sefer, which would be the what the um, the Torah, not the Torah. Would it be this that? I don't know. The sefer, which is the the book on uh the Hebrew the Hebrew one on uh Enoch and uh, Elohim and all them all them, but I just feel like people go from one Bible to another one. Like in, I know about Enoch as well. I know even um, what's the other one? That's the other prophet, uh, Ezekiel, and all these people. But or Exodus and all the all the books. You know the the books that were missing from the Bible and all that. But I think it's more so that we just gotta take the message from them. I, like you said, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't, I wouldn't take it literal, but I would definitely take the message they're trying to give to us because even when it comes to Jesus Christ, it's Jesus Christ for a reason. Like we all have christ conscious you know that we have a christ conscious so i feel like there's certain things that revolve around all that that they revolve the books around and i definitely think astrology is a big thing they revolve around the sky clock and everything like that but i i don't know if i'm and it's cool we don't have to agree on it but i don't feel like jesus would be the first one to kind of wake people up like it sounds like why stop there because he wasn't the the he wasn't the first person on earth no, and people need the willpower. But just so you know, like my the my belief came about because of my meditations and the visions that I had. The the very strong that I had to lay down because I'm getting a vision right now and I can't. You know, I'm not here any longer. You know, I lay down and I'm gone uh, because I'm getting this powerful vision of different things. Uh, that there was. It took me about five of them to come to the realization that Jesus is. Uh, what spiritual Christians claim. Uh, so I'm just using the Book of Enoch as a, a reference point that before time started, uh, this person was shown that, you know, there was the Son of Man. When did, do you know when time came into play? Like when they put a 24-hour clock on us? 24-hour clock? Uh, hold on one sec. Let me put, because I did do a bunch of research on it. Because I've, okay, I've, so I've, I've wondered that. 1582, the Gregorian gal- calendar came into play. So when the calendar... So, so before that, they didn't have any dates either? That wasn't a thing, like months and uh, all that? Enoch, yeah, so I'll, I'll start talking about that. So Enoch is the one who created or told everybody about time. because So when he's taken to heaven before time starts... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sees he's shown everything he sees that there's these gates or windows there's six in the east and there's six in the west so there's 12 total windows that the sun comes through and it exits and it's kind of like pac-man uh and how it you know pac-man if the ghost goes through this hole then he comes out on, on this side on the other side now mm-hmm. you know that's exactly what the sun's doing it's going yeah. in through so kind of like you know the flat earth people talk yeah. about yeah so it kind of renders in that manner and uh the moon does it uh in this through the same portals so uh and the stars and and enoch says that there are actual beings that are in charge of doing the movements of the sun of the moon of the stars that there's a certain there's like one being for the sun then there's like four is the next group and then for the stars there's like hundreds of thousands like it's there's so many different beings that are in charge of making sure everything moves mm-hmm. so enoch comes up with 
time, okay. uh, essentially. So back in Enoch's day, time was, so they had 18, they didn't have hours. They had 18 parts to a day. Each part was 80 minutes, what we call minutes. So if you do 18 times 80, it's the same as uh, 24 times 60. Wait, so, wait, hold on. But Enoch, so Enoch was the first one that implemented like minutes and stuff like that? Uh, or seconds yes. and all that? Yeah, he see he was just given the information. That's that's the thing is that that's what my uh, quote unquote download was about. Okay, was how time uh, it has to be created by something that is has a concept of time that exists outside of time. Okay, so if you just take you know say you're just put on some place. You go from, you know, you're in nothingness. You're in an all-green screen because, you know, it's a simulation. You come in, and now you're a physical being on an island, and just you're the only one, and there's nothing around. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way that you could ever come up with the concept of time. You Well, not the concept of time, but the detailed concept of time. There's no possible way because you can only measure when the sun is out. You can't measure darkness. You don't know how long darkness is. We don't know that nighttime time moves the same as daytime time because we can't measure it. You know, the moon comes out sometimes at night, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's during the day. The stars, they don't really, they can't really do anything. They just, they're there and then they're not. Mm. Uh, and, you know, the sun, it, it rises and sets at a different time every single day. So there's no way if you're trying to keep track of the day, if you wouldn't know that each day is longer or shorter than the, the day before, if you're trying to keep, so you're then skewing your numbers in order to get equal parts. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it, there's no way, say the clock, the, the sun's out, from mm -hmm. noon until midnight right. for ease. If today it's out from noon till midnight, well, tomorrow it's going to be out from noon till 11.59, and then noon till 11.58. And unless you have a scale to keep track of that already existing, there's no way you could do it. It would take you literally over one year to realize that it's repeating itself. And in order to do that, how much time would you have to dedicate to that? When you're trying to survive yourself, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, and it rains so you don't get a clear sky every day. Mm. There's no possible way that even if there are, are hundreds and thousands of you and, you know, well, different people, there's no way that even if one person is dedicated to keeping track of time, that they would know what it is. You can't keep track of night. Mm. The, the only way you can keep track of night is if you are paying attention to your heartbeat. To your heartbeat? And how many, yeah, so how many heartbeats is it from the time the sun goes down until the time the sun comes up? How many heartbeats? Do you know? I don't know, but it, your heart beats every one second. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot, that's a lot of heartbeats. <laughs> exactly. So if, if someone's going to have to stay up, and my heartbeats might not be on the same balance as your heartbeats. Uh, so 
So if I'm keeping track and then I get sick one day and, you know, you can't fill in for me, I have to do it. I have to keep track of it myself because then we're adding in more variables. And the more variables we have, then the less likely our data is to be true. Mm. So we have to keep everything. So it would take you uh, hundreds of years to figure out what time, how to keep track of time. And you would have to start at seconds in order to find out how long night is. Uh, you would have to start in seconds. You couldn't start in hours because a lot of people think, oh, it's the sundial. You know, you know when it's the sun rises and the sun's at its highest point and the sun's at its uh, lowest point and then it sets. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's how they figured it out. It's like you, you can't measure darkness that way. You just can't. So you wouldn't be able to break it down from, okay, I figured out what an hour is because you wouldn't have any sense of an hour. You would have to break it down to its smallest part in order to build it back up. Like you have the whole, the whole day mm -hmm. would have, you couldn't just break that down into some random number into mm -hmm. 18 or 24. There would be no reason to just break it down to that. Uh, because like I said, at least one third of the day is shrouded in darkness. There's no way to tell how long it is unless you do the heartbeat. That, so you would have to start at a second. So therefore, that this proves that there was something outside of this place that gave someone in this place the information to tell everybody else what time is. Because we had to keep track of time in some way for some reason. right? There has to be a reason to keep track of time. Why do you, right? What do you think that reason is? Well, it's the wind-up doll. It's in order to figure out when the end, you know, when it ends. Everybody. So what, the day ends or when life ends? Or like, what do you mean when it ends? When, when the wind-up doll stops spinning, when the earth just stops, when time just stops. There has to, there, because somebody here, it's their duty, even though it's a being that we don't know, that we can't see, we can't perceive. It is the responsibility of certain beings to keep everything moving in a certain way until it's not supposed to move anymore. And but, they only know when it's time. But things are going to move regardless of when it makes up time or not. So, so do you like what's the, what do you know what the mainstream, the mainstream version of time is? Like, do you know, like, if it was one of those Aristotle's or whatever, do you know if it's something, someone like that that created time? Well, so the, I don't have, uh, oh, it was Romulus uh, in 738 BC uh, created the Roman calendar. Well, uh, uh, the, so he, the Roman Empire brought in the Gregorian calendar. But before that, like, there was, time was not a well, thing. Well, so Gregorian calendar was 1582 AD. So this is, this is a whole uh, 26 or 2,400 years earlier. That's, it's, this it's, is 738 BC. This is before Jesus, 700 plus years before Jesus. Okay. Enoch was before yeah. Jesus? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Moses was 4,000 years before Jesus, and Enoch is Moses' grandfather. Okay, 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 okay. So you you're saying that you got the download that 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 Enoch presented this well he got the information from a higher source and 
but even then, like, so it's, it's, I just feel like someone had to kind of figure this out. You think it was like as simple as that, that they just received the information from a higher source or you think they, it was a scientific? They were given the information. Damn. There's no way, there's no way to figure it out. That's what I'm saying that there, it's there's, impossible. Yeah. It would have to be one person and it would take hundreds of years for that one person to figure it out. And when that one person figures it out for that location, say he's in, you know, Tallahassee, Florida. Okay, how are you going to make time zones in Australia and Africa and South America? And and now you have the, not only do you have the Eastern and Western hemispheres, but you have the Northern and Southern hemispheres. So, So in order to create time, it's literally impossible unless it's given to you from somewhere else. And the Enoch calendar, which I, I'll i get into in a minute here, uh, the, the Enochian calendar, in my opinion, is the correct calendar because it actually accurately depicted Daniel from the book of Daniel in the Bible. It, if you uh, I'm sorry, align... What, what calendar did you say? Which one? The Enochian calendar. The so Enochian. Enoch hit, yeah, his calendar. The Enochian is. I've never heard calendar. that one. That's interesting. Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. Uh, so, in the book of Daniel, all of his prophecies, without having to skew anything, line exactly with the Enochian calendar. And it predicted Jesus' birth. And there was a whole bunch of things that. Enoch's calendar were proven. Now, maybe you don't believe the Bible, but I mean, to me, that it's pretty significant that that it, all of his prophecies are fulfilled in if you use the Enochian calendar, and also the uh, the birth of Jesus is right there with it. So, it, the the book of Enoch is taken out of the Bible, right? Uh-huh. And and nobody knows it, but actually, you know, reading the book of Enoch over, you can see that most of the Bible is just expanded versions on Enoch's visions uh, and him being taken to heaven. Uh, so. So, but Enoch was a Enoch was allegedly he was a good person, right? Well, there are two different Enochs. So there's, uh, so that's why there's three books of Enoch. And uh, two of them are from at least two different Enoch. So the, there was one who was the son of Cain, you know, who Cain who killed Abel. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he had a son named Enoch, and he named the city after him. He was uh, way uh, after the first Enoch. So the first Enoch was a good guy. He lived 365 years. He wasn't born and he didn't die. He just was. He was here and then he wasn't. And was 365 years old is how how many years he was on earth. So uh, the the bad Enoch introduced time? So no, the good Enoch did. The bad Enoch he introduced writings and uh, all sorts of stuff. He actually is you know, they call him the, the father of uh, uh, demonic activity, not demonic activity, but uh, I like he introduced everything that now gets blamed on Satan, and uh, it was mostly Enoch getting the information from Azazel or Azazel, the, the fallen angel. 
So if, the, so if a good Enoch introduced time, time is intended to be a good thing, but we look at it as such a negative thing, or am I misinterpreting what you're saying? Well, I think that it's just the way that we look at time. I think that everybody's just tricked by time. And they they get too caught up in it, that they let time rule their life. And this is where the download began at, is that the, the father of the universe had Mother Earth, is the daughter of the father of the universe. And then the son of the Mother Earth is Father Time. And then what was born of Father Time was Mother Nature. So, you know, these things are all within each other. They only exist within each other. So we look at time as the ultimate uh, savior, as, you know, okay, time yeah. heals all wounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, and saved by the bell, you know, that time saves you, right? And also we look at time as the ultimate uh, grim reaper, as, you know, time's yeah. up. You know, you only have a certain amount of time. It's scarcity. We look at time as God. We treat time like God because time is God of this place. This place only exists with time, and uh, time only exists with this place. So there's something more than it. We are eternal, and we don't have to rush the way that we treat it, and we don't actually die. We keep living on. We just transfer Mm. our energy. I agree with you on that. I do. That's 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 a good way to put it. I do agree with all the, everything you just said right now because yeah, time does heal all. Time is um, you know the like yeah, it's the heat. But it doesn't the, heal all. That's the thing. People look at it that way. Time doesn't heal anything. You just uh, more easily forget uh, what you don't want to remember. You know, you if you have a trauma from the, you know. 10 years ago mm-hmm. it doesn't make it easier to deal with now you just kept pushing it off and now you just don't remember it as much so that's where we come up with the concept time heals all wounds is people just want to forget but instead of actually healing it you know just because time went on doesn't mean anything was healed it just means you forget i mean i, I think people can heal from their from their trauma but like i mean it does take time but it, it's not only time uh, yeah correct it's not only time but you do need that time to heal because you're not i mean you're not going to heal overnight from whatever traumatic right, experience right, right. you have so even if it's a week a year 10 years yeah you i get what you mean you might forget about it but people that do tap in and try to fix their their issues and their trauma you do you, you like like timing is everything really where eventually one day you're going to be like okay i got i still this still lingering on me and i have to heal i have to fix it but you need that time to even you know, to get to that point in your life. But right, I think but time isn't the one that's doing it. You are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, And I think the way I think the the reason why we look at time in such a negative connotation is because of uh just the way it's used to control us now, I guess, where you have to clock in you this certain time. If you're late, you might might this happen. If you're not here on this day, you're going to go to jail. Your court gets whatever your court dates on this day. And I think it is a they flipped it to where um they they can control us with it. I'm just trying to figure out like I don't know if you answered it or not, but why even bring in like a 12 hour clock? Why even bring in 60 seconds, a minute? 
an hour, one through 12, one through 24 hours in a day. Like who was that Enoch as well? Or that was more the Gregorian, the Roman people. Yeah, no, that it was all Enoch. Everyone just uh, mimicked off of what Enoch, the truth that Enoch gave us, you know, there's a fake version of everything. And Enoch was given the real version, I believe. And then from there it was all changed. And I, why it went from 18 parts of 80 minutes to now 24 parts of 60 minutes. Well, actually it's two bigger parts of 12 smaller parts that are all 60 minutes. So everything in our world was shifted uh, to a smaller, um, to a smaller uh, denominator. So if you look at, you know, 18 to 12, what also went from 18 to 12 was their size of measurement used to be 18 cubits uh, or I'm sorry, 18 inches was one cubit mm -hmm. and now 12 inches is one foot. So for every two feet for them, it was three feet for us. So if you see somewhere where they're saying six feet, you know, that's actually two more feet. It's actually eight feet. And they would be talking about giants, then, you know, because they're saying six feet, but not six feet relevant to 12 inches, but mm -hmm. six feet relevant to 18 inches. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole mind fuck is what it really is. And confusing the world and what, where they are and what they're doing here in order to enslave us, in order to get us to forget. It's all part okay, of the game. Yeah, It's interesting because, you know, 60 minutes, you have that six right there. I mean, 60 seconds, you have the six right there. 60 minutes, you have the six right there. And 24 hours, two plus four is six. And that's six, 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 you know? It's funny how they, they really invert everything. And even like yeah. um the years, right? With the, that was Enoch as well, the 12, uh, 12 months or whatever. Because I do know that yeah. the Gregorians added uh, September and August. I mean, uh, November. No, no, June and July. They added June and July. For uh, they have leaders that kind of Julie because Julius I think Julius so, Caesar yeah and then I forgot what June is because October is oct is eight sept is sept seven yeah. and then gets pushed back so November is nine and de December is ten yeah so yeah so yeah it was the Romans then huh <laughs> that messed that that corrupted everything oh well yeah it was probably before the romans but yeah we can give before. them credit for it because it's the same people you know it's the united same states lineage. government now yeah it's funny if you look around you have the united states military all over uh the, the world and occupying different countries and in our history books we called that the british empire and the roman empire and we called them occupying forces and we called it the ussr but for us we're the good guys and it's okay because we're helping out everybody you know how it's it's all skewed like that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what the Roman Empire runs the U.S. government. That's and, and they were the Babylonian uh, Empire before that. You know, it's just history repeats itself over and over and over. So you mean to tell me that everything we base time off is literally a a telepathic download well, that Enoch got? He was taken to heaven. He he saw all of this. He wasn't just it wasn't just a communication. He was physically taken to outside of the matrix where this all is happening. 
by URL uh, showed him that the Archangel URL showed him. And this is what you received in your download. Well, this is what I read from the Book of Enoch, but I was guided to read the Book of Enoch several times in order to understand, you know, what's actually happening. And of course, it could have been changed at different times, right. but I think I believe at the core that it, it's true in that I mean it's it makes sense when you think of it uh, when I got the download that nobody could possibly make time and it I got shown all the reasons why I already laid out why no one could come up with the concept of time uh, in the way that we have it so I get told that and then I get told you know go back to the book of Enoch and reread it and it gave me a, a better understanding of how exactly, you know, why it was given to us the way it was. They used to keep uh, track of the calendar. It would start on Passover, like March 19th to 22nd, uh, not Passover, the, uh, the equinox. The, the spring mm. equinox is when the year would start, not in the middle of January. It would start in March. And uh, it would just go from there and, and you wonder why like something like that would get switched like you were just saying if march was the first month then that would mean yeah, that september is 7th october is 8 november is 9 december would be 10 and then january would be 11 and february would be 12 mm. so it's like why would something like that be moved because obviously if i'm keeping track of time when the sun is going to its start to become its uh, largest, you know, its warmest is when I'm going to start the day. You know, it's going to be at the spring equinox. Yeah. You know, th the way that they kept track of months was uh, each season was 91 days. It was 30 month or 30 days in a month, 30 days in a month, 31 days in a month, and that's how it was for all four seasons. There was only 364 days, and it was exactly 364 days. It wasn't 365.25 like it is now. It was 364, and every five years, they would have a leap week. They'd add an entire week in. Why? Uh, Why did that, when did that come in place, a leap year and all that? Uh, well, right away, Enoch was told that it's 364 days every year, but every fifth year, you do a leap week in order to keep the days all running on the same seven-day schedule. Because if, you know, how we have, you know, Christmas will be Saturday this year and then Sunday the next year. Well, in order to keep, you know, New Year's Day always a Sunday or a Wednesday, whatever, you know, you would just keep the same 364 days, which 364 divided by 52 is seven. You know, you have 52 weeks exactly every single year. So in those leap years, you just have 53 every five years. And it's way easier to keep track of time that way uh, more accurately than we do it. And it still worked with the equinoxes were all the, the same uh, and the uh, solstices, all the holidays. That's how they kept track of the holidays was that easy schedule that they had. You know, you just have to follow the seven days. That's all they had to do. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. They complicated it. It is complicated because I never really like looked at time like that to where 
it's metho- it's a it's a method to how they how they do it and it's a reason they do it the way they do it and but why like so why even add the extra months why do you think that why do you in your opinion why do you think they did that if anything is is giving is buying us more time right is that the point well they didn't add extra months they just changed the start date they changed it to january when february should be the last month of the year they made december the last month of the year so they just shifted it okay so then why why only 12 12 uh, months because there's only there's 12 gates for the sun to That's come true, in and gates, out of. 12, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that it has to do with the sky, too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 12 signs, 12. Everything, everything's in 12, basically. 12 apostles. You got 12 uh, jurors for a jury. It's always... Yeah. In, it's always 12, 12 inches. 12 inches of foot. foot. Yeah. But everything got dropped down from 18. See, because when... Uh, like, because Enoch was when, at 18, pushing the 18? Yeah, they they were at 18 inches was a cubit. And a cubit? Know, people, yeah, cubit, C-U-B-I-T. Mm. That's the measurements that they use. Instead of a foot, it was a cubit. Do, 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 does anybody still use that, that, me- that measurement? No, they haven't. I mean, people know it. Ar- archaeologists know of it. Like everybody uh, that studies the stuff, they know of it because that's how it, it gets translated. But... I mean, it, why would that occur? Uh, you know, you look around at that time, and if there were giants, as the Book of Enoch also states, that there were giants in those times, the Nephilim. The Nephilim, well, yes. Yeah, do you, you know the Nephilim? The tall, okay. the tall giants, yeah. Yeah, so what actually do we have in history that shows that there were giants that large humanoids well we have neanderthals you know they we just called them neanderthals but they were bigger stronger smarter well maybe not smarter but they had larger brain capacity which means they were more more likely smarter than we are so how are these physically superior beings not around anymore but we are you know, mm-hmm. why would that be is because they couldn't reproduce because they were Nephilim because Nephilim didn't have the power to reproduce. So once they all finished dying off, they were all just dead and they couldn't live on. Whereas humans, we could reproduce. So the Nephilim uh, or I mean, the Neanderthals are the Nephilim. And the reason why we used cubits then was because it was easier because everyone was average, you know, like eight feet tall rather than six feet tall like they are now. So it's just easier mm-hmm. to have your measurements in larger portions, just the same way that they had 80-minute hours. Their hours were, they only had 18 of them, and they were 80 minutes long. It's just easier that way. You have less to keep track of. And what happened to what happened to them, the Nephilim? Uh, they just died off. They can't reproduce. I mean, maybe there's some that are still alive that are, thousands of years old living in the middle east and in caves or maybe uh maybe not just the middle east but all around the earth but uh yeah they they couldn't reproduce Mm. so in the in the dm that you had sent me you said that you also wanted to uh, i don't know if you already did this or not but prove how how time uh, or how time actually proves that god exists oh yeah well that's what yeah i was saying that yeah uh with the 
you know, with Enoch being shown everything he was. And, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. And what I wanted, I was saying it earlier, but I forgot it, is uh, that the book of Enoch is only in one Bible in the, the whole world. It's in the Ethiopian Bible. They never gave up practice of it because it used to be in the Bible, then was taken out. It was the final book taken out. But the Ethiopian Bible still has the book of Enoch in it. And it's funny that the Ethiopian calendar is much different than ours. You know what year it is in the Ethiopian calendar? Isn't it 2018 or 2012? 2013. So last year it would have been 2012, which, you know, that's what people kept saying, December, right? December mm-hmm. 2012. Okay. But what happened was December of 2012 for us, it was actually 2013 in Ethiopia because Ethiopian years start on, guess what day? September 11th is the first day of the year in Ethiopia, September mm-hmm. 11th. Now, now, why would that be if, well, Ethiopia is in the Southern Hemisphere, so their springtime would be September 11th, where ours would be around March 22nd. So if our calendar was six months behind their calendar, because if Enoch was down in Ethiopia, and if you look at Ethiopia, that's where the Ark of the Covenant is, the Book of Enoch's practice, and they have that different calendar. So Mm -hmm. there's something going on with Ethiopia. And if Enoch was from Ethiopia and Africa, and he was the one starting the calendar for southern the southern hemisphere then the northern hemisphere would have been six months behind the southern hemisphere so the reason why they changed everything was to throw us off for this time in history is because now everyone is getting called a conspiracy theorist the theorist because they're saying you know the julian calendar says we're in 2012 but then it's not and then it's this and then it's that and oh they found something weird last year with the but it's none of that it's the ethiopian calendar and it's not just the ethiopian calendar but it's common sense that if the ethiopian calendar is in the southern hemisphere then six months later it would be the first you know if we're going from day one month one year one it if we were starting in the springtime, then obviously the Southern Hemisphere we're talking about was the first one to have it. So then it would not be until six months later that the Northern Hemisphere has it. So that's why the Northern Hemisphere would be behind by six months. So December 2012 would actually uh, be, I guess, would have been uh, June or or maybe... uh, August, actually, because if we're uh, going from March, you know, it would be, uh, no, I guess September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so September is probably going to be a wild month. <laughs> September is the nine plus two. What is it? Nine plus five as well. 14. Yeah. 14. One plus four is five. Five is the number of change. Probably. Probably. We'll see. It's interesting. Like I never, yeah. So you think that? So a lot of a lot of what we based, um, so a lot of the events that the main events that happen here, 
and the northern hemisphere you think is everything is based off the ethiopian calendar uh so i think that the mayan calendar was based off the ethiopian calendar mm. uh, i think that the ethiopian calendar is the correct calendar for the southern hemisphere and six months later would be the northern hemisphere so but you know it's been so messed up for so long by you know julius caesar took over power and then it switched from the romulus uh calendar to the uh, julian calendar and then when the romans took uh charge again with the gregorian we don't know exactly what was going on at what place in the world you know like right now ethiopia has their different calendar but was it always that way and if so you know i'm sure that they have some detailed information of when specific events actually were occurring do you think we're going to see another calendar in our lifetimes here do you think we'll ever switch out of the gregorian calendar I think that we're more likely to have time end and that this wind up thing. So when I was saying earlier that the wind up thing comes to an end is that I think that all of the beings that are moving all of the stars and moon and sun, that they're going to stop moving. They're going to know when they, they can go take a break, you know, they can stop and that wherever the sun is in the sky for you or the moon or the stars, it's going to stay like that for a few days, I think. I, and I think that'll be the quote-unquote glitch that sets everything into motion. But that thing that you're speaking of, the, what do you call it? The the unwinder? What do you, what do you call it? The little... Yeah, the, the wind-up. The wind-up. Um, why does that matter, though? Like, if... if, if so you don't think time is always going to exist. I feel like time is always going to be a thing. So why even bring in the only explanation I can I can have for time is just to obviously control us, you you know. But other than that, why imp, why implement time if it really doesn't matter? You knowing about time doesn't mean that you know exactly when you're going to leave. That doesn't mean that you exactly know when your time's up. So what's the point of even right. introducing time? Well, so where a lot of people, they they get it in that they think that it's not going to happen because it hasn't happened before. And that uh, Christianity, they take, uh, you know, these end time prophecies and say it's for the end of your life, that you're going to be judged when you die and you're going to go to heaven or hell. Uh, but that's that's not the case. It's actually when the whole thing ends. So this is an experiment that God set the wind up. Uh, you know, wind up toy on and he gave us, you know, you have this amount of time to either become your own eternal God uh, and you have as many retries as you want. You can reincarnate as many times as you want, as you need to, in order to get it. Or you come back to source and that's it. You know, you only have a finite amount of time, but it's 25,920 years. You know, it's a processional cycle that we have until the wind-up stops. So we, we have a finite amount of time because that's what God gave us. But 
I don't know. I think I'm just looking at it from such a literal standpoint. Like, I get what you're saying, but all that's going to happen regardless without even having time be a thing. No, it has to be a thing because this place is a thing and time and this place are inseparable from one another. But the I think it is, is uh, to me is there's no point in putting the hours, the minutes, the the all that unless, like I said, obviously they're trying to have us in certain places by certain times. You have to go to sleep at this time. Obviously they program us to do everything based off of time. But even then, even having all that in place right now, I don't know when I'm gonna die. I don't know when that timer's gonna right. go off. I don't know when my time's gonna go off or the person next to me's time's gonna go off. And I get that it's gonna end eventually. That wind up is gonna is gonna end, but. Even though time is a thing and it's a and it's a it's a whole method, I don't feel like it well, does. I don't feel like it does anything. Or maybe I'm just looking so at I, it in a different way. I just I don't I don't get why I even implement this from the beginning. I get what you're saying. It is it's a mechanism, but it's it's not for us. I mean, it's for us to keep track of our own lives and what we do, and for the history books or whatever to write down what they're going to write down. Mm-hmm. But ultimately. It's not for each individual. It's for beings that are larger than us so that they all know because it's and it's not necessarily uh, necessarily that they're looking at our clocks. But, you know, we look at our sky is a clock and it's a map and it shows us. Excuse me. It shows us where we are at different times of the year. There's a reason why we always have looked up at the stars in order to keep time and uh but you don't it thi- helps but you don't with think harvesting go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, don't, don't you think they use that just to see when the best time to grow food and go do things because right. obviously in the cold you, you're not there's not much you can do or grow right and they would have to know when to move and get ready to move south and all that stuff right so that's is what it, it was used for at that time but still it was always something that was meant for god and higher dimensional beings to know when to do certain things to you know everyone's saying that this is the great awakening or whatever uh and how would they all know that they're all on their own different realms planets whatever you want to call them they're all over the place how are they all going to know when okay there has to be some kind of countdown okay so basically, yeah, so I, I get, I, okay, now it makes sense. It makes more sense. It makes more clarity that they're just higher beings that are unseen to us and the the actual eye that they got to obviously know when shit's going to happen here in the physical for us. Right. Well, and what our controlling humans are doing is they're just mimicking uh, what the truth is and that's like we were talking about earlier with computers are just mimics of the human body and and of this creation that we live in Ah. you know everything everything that we're doing you know when someone kamala harris it's you know 56 after her 56 days after her 56th birthday and then 56 days before 56th birthday you know different events like that's that's a mimic of what the simulation does of how it acts in code and the simulation itself that we live in it encodes things yeah and humans are just mimicking that's all now it makes sense i get i get it i get what you mean now it yeah so okay that makes sense we 
time the time that exists here in physical is a mimic of the actual time that they're keeping track that the creators keeping track yeah. of. okay yeah okay damn that's interesting todd that's crazy i never knew that the enochian calendar was a thing i never knew that enoch well i'm not saying i'm set in stone and that's how it is but it's a good it's a different perspective that i've never heard of so i appreciate you you know you, you breaking that down because I'm like I, I always tell people I, I don't care what people the the truth that people live whatever you want to believe is what you believe and but I just enjoy hearing the different perspectives but this one was like at first it was hard to grasp the concept because you know you even you you even saying that there's different Enochs and you know the the good one introduced the time but in my head I'm I'm I guess I'm so programmed already to think that time is an illusion and time is bad that I'm just like then why would that even be a thing why even make why even make it a thing if it comes from a a godly being. But it makes sense now that you're saying that it was all maybe it wasn't in the, in the beginning meant to mimic, you know, maybe it was so you can harvest and know when when to do things, when to go about things, because it wasn't still a set time as far as clocking in, clocking out, going to bed, going to sleep. You can't the stores are closed around this time and everything like that. So now I guess I'm still looking at it from this 3D matrix where we're so controlled by it. And we're we, you know, it's a, that's why. It, I was looking at it from a smaller mind, but you definitely opened up my perspective to uh, to it. So, well, it's a structure, and it makes things easier, which does make things easier yes. for someone to program us. But if we don't have programmers, you know, if we're just out there in the wild, it does make things easier for us. We're like, oh, okay, you know, next week we gotta, you know, pack up and go to Florida because you know Maine is a little too cold. Start next week. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just it gives everything structure and you have the, the way that the world exists and anyone that's going to say time is only relevant to your position on, of the sun. Like, that's absolutely true. But what does that our mean? Position to this. So if we were further from the sun or closer to the sun, then time would be either faster or slower. You know, the closer you are, the faster it would be because you would be uh, revolving around it faster. Mm. And if you're further away, then it's taking you longer. So like Saturn's years are longer than Mars and longer than ours, you know, and so on and so forth. Like Mar Mercury has the shortest year. So uh, like your relevance to the sun is what time is, but we're in a fixed location from the sun. We're in a fixed distance. And whether that's 93 million miles or 93 miles, mm. you know, it doesn't really matter. We're in a fixed position to the sun. So it, time only exists here, but this is the only place that it really matters for, to us anyway. It doesn't mm. matter that what time's doing in Venus or Mars or anywhere right. else. Right, 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 right. What's your thoughts on uh, on space and all that? Well, space is warm water. Warm, warm water. Wood, water? Yeah. Yeah, so it's water uh, that if you are to take a fishbowl and you shine a flashlight through it, uh, say you're in a pitch black place and you shine a flashlight through it and you look through the other side, you're going to see it in the same way that you see the sun shine through uh, our sky and then when you take the flashlight away if you were to have little lights that were still there it would make the water appear as if it's black but it's actually just blue it's the same color blue you're just taking the light away 
So when we look at everyone thinks that, well, the mainstream narrative is that it's a vacuum is just completely and utterly stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mean, it says it in the Bible and uh, some people, again, aren't going to want to go to the Bible, but it says, and it makes the most sense to me, is that God separated the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth by giving a, a firmament. Mm-hmm. you know and it like yeah i mean i i go outside i'm in an oxygen bubble and all the times i've ever taken uh, any psychedelics i always get that water is the only thing that's alive that, you know everything needs water to to live and the reason why these heavenly beings can't just like appear in front of our faces is because they need water you know you see ufos are popping out of water Right, they're not popping in from the sky. You see them flying around, but they're coming up out of water because water is what heaven is. You know, a sub, uh, a submarine can fly in space just the way it flies in the water. It just moves. You know, it's a, a centrifugal or a cent- can't even say the word, but it's a force that just you know shoots itself through. Uh, the relevant space that it's in and it it has to be in something in order for it to move interesting i do believe you know that the space is a sea as well i I, someone i've heard so many different theories but i definitely don't buy into the the mainstream narrative of what space is but that was a good analogy with the fishbowl because i do believe in um i do i personally believe that we do live in a in an inner firmament because I the same thing you said about when I'm in psychedelics, actually. At one time, I actually, I was looking into the sky, and it was funny because my friend was with me, and he was, and he just saw me like looking in the sky. It was it was nighttime too, and he saw he's like, he said, "What are you looking at? Like, are you looking at what I'm looking at?" And I like turn around, and look at him, and, and I tell him, "Do you see a firmament?" And he goes, and he starts laughing because that's exactly what I'm seeing. I, cause I was seeing like the honeycomb. I don't know if it was I'm tripping or nothing, but I was I saw a little like honeycomb type things, and I'm just like, man, that's crazy. Cause we both saw the same thing. So I don't know if that's just me being on shrooms or whatever. I'm not like I'm saying I totally believe it, but I that's my personal belief. I do think we live in some type of firmament, which explains like Operation Fishbowl when the Nazis try to blow up, you know, the firmament. Mm-hmm. But. So do you believe that the sun is inside the atmosphere, inside the dome? No, I think it's, I think it's outside. I think that it reflects, and we can see it reflect off of uh, the firmament, and some, and sometimes it's blocked by different uh, things. And you'll see, uh, there's a thing called sun dogs. Have you ever heard of this? Sun dogs. Yeah. So when no. the sun's at 22 degrees, I think it's 22 degrees. It would be. Uh, there to the right and to the left of the sun there's little pockets little balls of rainbow color you know just rainbow color balls just sitting there and they're called sun dogs and i've seen these several times and the more i say it i'm like oh that's that's a the refre- you know the reflection of the sun hitting the firmament mm-hmm. you know it's if you see light bounce reflect off of glass you know, shine a light on a, a mirror, you're going to see a brief rainbow for a second. If you catch it at the right angle, you're going to see little rainbow colors. It's not just right. yellow that you're seeing. So that's 
how sun dogs are created. I don't know what bullshit excuse science gives, but that's the thing. <laughs> I think I believe also the sun the sun is a portal. Yes. Yes. Mm. It's yeah, and it's all heaven outside uh of us, but the sun is like a direct connection to like a certain spot, I guess, you know, to the central sun. So you actually you do actually believe that there's a a so-called heaven like a, that's a physical place not physical but I you think know he- heaven's everything outside of earth that it's either earth or heaven it's, you're in one or the other no hell um no I think this we're in hell is more of a mental emotional state I think heaven is as well I think well, heaven yeah, and hell on earth but I mean heaven's earth. an actual you know, heaven's everything outside of earth. I'm I'm at the point where I, I don't, this is just me. I kind of, not that I'm concluding to this because I'm, I'm always open to change my mind, but I feel like we, I feel like human beings aren't able to exist anywhere else but here. Like, I don't think that we, after you die, I don't think you go to a certain place. I don't think you go to a heaven or a hell. I just think, I believe like in, in universal laws. So I do believe like in the law of uh, like karmic, like I believe in karmic law. So I feel like the energy you put out in this lifetime, where when you die, I feel like you just re- you just uh re- you just spawn somewhere else, and then you spawn like where- a time loop. Yeah, like a time loop, and then I feel like when you spawn back, wherever you spawn to is based off your actions that you did in, in your li- in your previous lifetime. So say you're in this lifetime, say I'm a killer, I'm you know murdering people, I'm you know drugging people up, I sell drugs, do all this crazy stuff. Maybe in my next lifetime, I'm born in a third world country or, you know, where, you know, or, in, or in, a, in a country where there's bombs going off everywhere or, you know, at five years old, my fam- I get molested or something like that. Like, I feel like that was my karmic, my karmic, uh, my karmic energy that that's that reciprocating back to me. And I feel like if you do good in this lifetime, you might spawn back as a dog that's in a family that's that loves you and it takes you everywhere and you don't have to worry about working anymore. You don't have to worry about getting your own food no more or hunting. You're domesticated, but you don't have to worry about nothing. Like to me, that's how I look at it. I don't think, and I could be wrong. You know, I just don't think we, we physically go somewhere. I don't think like, you know how people always talk about ascending and oh, this is my life lifetime. This is my last lifetime here. And that I, we're not going to come back anymore. I don't want to come back anymore. I think I completed my mission here, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's a choice, really. I think it just it just happens. I could be wrong, you know, but I just feel like a lot of the things that we believe is honestly just to be make us be better people to a certain extent. Because even like religion, as much as I don't re- agree with religion, religion does make people be a better people and move more with love and do all that. So uh, to me, we need more people out here moving with love and 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 high vibrating energy. Maybe religion's not doing that for everyone, and they and they're still out here sinning and doing everything, which is that that programming. But if you really start going to church. Because it makes you feel good and you feel like you're doing the right thing. I'm not going to knock it. Keep doing what you're doing. Go go, keep going to church because I don't agree with the way you're going about it. But I'm not going to That's Who am I to tell you not to do that? Go ahead and do that. So I don't f- think we go anywhere. I just feel like it's just an endless, uh, endless loop. I don't know how you feel about well, that. Well, I think it is what you're saying. A lot of karma. And uh, there's also soul contracts are involved uh, to some degree. Uh, and they're not for everybody, but there are people here with soul missions. And uh, I think that to a certain degree, you're right in that the time loop keeps occurring because uh, we haven't had the realization yet when 
so we have to keep living out all these wrong, incorrect lifetimes until we get to the one correct lifetime. You know what I mean? Like once we know, like this is a simulation. All right, so I'll, I'll bring it back to what I was saying earlier with Jesus. Okay, so this is a simulation. And we all have to get our free will aligned with a certain way of being. So let's just say that way of being is Jesus. All right, and like I said earlier, that all of consciousness became Jesus. So not only did all of consciousness, but you and I are Jesus. Everybody is Jesus. And we're just have, wearing the mask or the avatar of, you know, I'm Todd Armstrong. You okay. Know? That, that's just my avatar, but I'm really Jesus. But it's, you know, so many different versions of me have forgotten that. And uh, so we had to keep looping. We had, we were stuck in this time loop. Like if time moves from here to here, like if we're stuck in this looping around, instead of going straight across, we had to keep looping because we kept forgetting and kept forgetting until we get to the one that remembers or lives in the way that Jesus is supposed to. And mm -hmm. once that occurs, then we realize we've lived every lifetime. We know how to proceed because when we're born, well, if you look at the Milky Way, it looks like the inside of a vagina. And if we're to be born somewhere, you know, we're living these simulated lives in order to know how to live when we're actually born. So when we, all of us collectively as one move out of here, we're born through the Milky Way, you know, where we go through from that vagina to wherever we go to, you know, we'll know how to live our life. And, and maybe that's just being a, a human again, you know, mm. and we're here. I, I, I don't know, but I know that this is a simulation and that, that we are all Jesus and that when we get to the one lifetime that is the one to finish it all, that's when all of time will stop and we will have lived every version of life. And like you said, we'll have played out all of the karma. We'll have finished because, you know, like you said, duality. If you murder here, you're going to be murdered there. And if you rape here, you're going to be raped there and, and so on and so forth. And all of duality, all of karma finishes it itself. And you, you have the worst lifetime lived and you have the most perfect lifetime lived. And you have all of it and that's the experience and now this ride is done and now you get off and and you go be born and now you be the, you know what person to be based off of all of that Todd I would say that then this this would be my life my last lifetime because yeah, I think it's uh, all of us I don't know about all of us to be honest not that, not even to be like like cocky or anything like that I don't know some people are still very much hasn't clicked for them but like for, even for me I, I mean it's funny because remember the, the story about the demon the demon right or the the thing that happened here the lady una when she met me um she told me like she was straight up said uh chris you look like you have like you 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 have like this gray shield around you like you like you don't have she's like she told me you don't you don't like you don't have any more karma or any any trauma that you, any karmic debt you have to give uh, give back like you're like She's like, I, I trust you. Like, I don't even know you, but I trust you. And I feel so, I feel good around you just because I sense your being. And I, and then when she told me that, I was just like, damn, that, that's that's pretty crazy to say that. Because 
It made me reflect on my life. And like this lifetime, Todd, I haven't struggled for shit. And when I say I haven't struggled for shit, I don't mean like like uh, like struggling to get it like to, for jobs or n- nothing like that. I'm saying when it comes to like I was born in, I was born into a, a parents that actually wanted to have kids, uh, parents that were always involved in my life, parents that have given me the best life possible. I've never needed anything in my life, whether it be shoes, underwear, food. Nothing was ever an, uh, an, um, a scarcity in my life. Um, to uh to get them buying me a car, them I got everything the way I would see it in movies. The way I would see things in movies, that was my my life to this day. You know, them giving leaving me a whole house to myself. You know, so it's just and and in my head, I'm like, damn, like why me? Why why was I blessed with this lifetime? You know, and then when you do numerology stuff, I'm a 33 LP now. You know, some people say that's the life that that's the life last life path you go in before you you know you ascend or you don't come back anymore i don't know how true that is or not but to me all that is 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 crazy how it so how it maybe this is my last lifetime maybe i'm out of here after this because and i feel like i've i by the i'm 27 now and i feel like i've kind of i'm not saying i figured it out but i figured it out to the point where i know that i like everything's out of my control I'm, I can't worry about, I can't be emotionally attached to anything like that. I'm not scared to die anymore. Obviously, I want to live as much as I can, as uh, as long as I can. I want to see this, I want to see the the timer, you know, go out, you know, if I can. I would be so down to see that. But based on what you're saying about, like, you know, your karmic debt and all that, I don't feel like I have any of that because I haven't, I've never, like, even, I've never struggled for nothing, bro. Like, it's crazy. I've been blessed with such a great lifetime this in this incarnation. So, I don't know if this is my last one. I don't know if, uh, I just don't know, man. It's trippy. It's trippy to me. So, when I say everybody, I, I mean that, because uh, collectively we are one. So, you know, that if it's, you know, if time is up, like I believe it, it will be rather soon within the decade, that uh that we would all be you know we'd all be done here because we would all because basically essentially we are eddie murphy and meet the clumps you know we're playing every character but uh we're not playing every character all at once it's that's the illusion is that we're playing each character individually you know and then collectively we put it together for ourselves so we're interacting in the movie all at once Mm. well this journey is interesting bro and i'm and i'm loving it and me doing this podcast me coming on this journey the last few years has really just you know i I change my mind so often you know one year i think completely different the next year um and i think the point is that you're not supposed to figure it out i think like like today you know this episode really you gave me a piece of the puzzle that i didn't have that i didn't have to my puzzle but I'm never going to finish this puzzle and I'm okay with never finishing the puzzle. But, but the more people you meet, the more people you have conversations with, I take something from everyone, you know, whether we have completely opposite mind uh, mindsets and come and think completely different. I know I'm talking to you for a reason. I know I'm there with you at that time for a reason. And I always try to take something from everyone, whether it be something that I don't want to do, something that I don't want to embark in, or maybe it's something something that they've gone through that I do want to go through, that I want to be in that space as well. You know, so, you know, thank you for just giving me this the, this extra piece of the puzzle that, you know, that to, to my to this video game, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, well, thank you for having me on. I, I'm so glad that I could give you some information that you didn't have to help you uh, understand maybe or expand a little more than, than you were. Yeah, and what I really took from this episode that time time is God. That you you made you made me realize that it is it is God. Whether whoever is controlling this this matrix of simulation, you know, whether it be a creator, higher interdimensional beings, because I don't know if I believe in all that or not. You know, I don't think I believe in aliens like that. I don't even know if I believe that that there's other different type of species out there. I know the universe is, is huge and it's this big thing, but I, I just, I don't know because there's no way to prove it. So I guess I'm just saying like, I have to experience it. I have to see it to them be like, okay, yeah. And obviously if you're seeing it in, in your, in your meditations, if you're seeing it in your dreams, if you're seeing it, maybe it is, you know, speaking to you. Cause I do feel like there's messages that, that are, that come to us, you know, in our, in our lifetimes, but I haven't experienced anything like that, so that's why I'm just open to 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 everyone's perspective. Cause who knows? Who knows? But if I ever do see something, I'm like, yo, that's what Todd was talking about. Like it'll, it'll click instantly <laughs> because I I remember this conversation. So I just appreciate you taking the time to come on here and, and just speaking your truth, bro. Whether I completely agree with it or not, um, just thank you. You know, for real. Uh, absolutely. I I will just say that uh, I think that time is chronos which is god of of this place but that there is something that created time and something that created this place and that is what uh my god is the, the creator just so i don't just so everyone listening i don't think time is god uh that but that time does rule over this place but something else rules over time that time might not necessarily know exists Time proves that God is real. Time proves God, yeah. I was going to name the episode Time is God, but now you got me questioning it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Todd. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for hitting me up and asking, you know, to to come speak this truth because I was kind of like, what are we going to talk about? Like, time? Like, okay, let's see, how, let's see how far we can take this. And we're almost at two hours. And I definitely learned a lot this episode. So, you know, just shout out to you. Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, so your your podcast is called the Todd um the Godcast Darkness over Goodness. I mean, Goodness over Darkness. Uh, yeah, so Godcast <laughs> Goodness over Darkness. You know, the God is Goodness over Darkness. Ah, okay. Yeah, you, man, you flipped the God acronym. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then they can listen to that on all all platforms for. Yeah, so if when you type it in, it's Godcast, and then it has a, a colon, you know, the dot, mm -hmm. dot, not the, the semicolon, has a dot, comma, this one has the dot, dot. So Godcast, colon, the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. And you can find that on any podcasting app, and uh, I you can actually go to my website, is uh, the Great Chakra Awakening 777.podbean.com. Now, it's probably the easiest way Easy to... Enough to get in touch and if anyone wants to uh share their story uh any kind of stories you know weight loss uh overcoming anxiety uh overcoming your fear of the dark you know no matter what it is you know you can hit me up my email is the great chakra awakening 777 at gmail.com and it's funny that uh today is you know, July, which is the seventh month, it's 14, which is two sevens, and it's 21, which is three sevens. Okay, now lots of sevens going on today. Wait, where do you, wait, what? 
It's the seventh month and then the 14th. How do you get the seven from the 14th? So 14 is a just seven. two sevens. Oh, and then seven plus and seven. seven. Okay. And then 21 is seven, seven plus seven, seven, seven plus seven. seven. Sheesh, Todd. All right. We're going to leave it right there, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this, this will be out in a few weeks, I think. Oh, that's perfect. All right, man. Well, have an have a amazing day. Have an amazing night. Good luck on your podcast tomorrow and keep doing your thing. Definitely keep have, my, right. have my eye out. Yeah, thank you so much again. All right, bro. Take care. All right. See ya. Shishki, shishki. If you guys heard like some staticky st- uh sounds in the back, I'm st- I tried I, d- I tried to do my best, but it was like his channel. I think it was his side, his end of the thing, but it's all good. It's all good. It's bearable. You can bear through it. Relax. This was a. Uh, it was interesting. I felt like I was playing devil's advocate for most of the episode, which is fine. It's just that it's so. I don't know. I I think it's it's so hard for me to grasp that Jesus was the first person that like how do we know this because it goes based off again a book and visions and and uh downloads and all that and i just feel like sometimes it's just power of belief like obviously what you believe is what you were gonna perceive and what you're gonna see and what you're gonna is gonna come to your mind so who knows who knows who knows i don't know i don't know but like i told todd that's this is a piece of a puzzle that i this is a piece to the puzzle that i'm that I'm still trying to figure out and that I'm that I'm never going to you know complete but I needed this piece. I never knew that perspective of time. I didn't know about it in an Enochian calendar. The Ethiopian calendar I do know a little bit about but not as not as much as uh, Todd knows. So this was a very uh educational episode for myself. I was informed a lot this episode. And I like that. I like that I you know I someone hasn't hasn't came on here for a minute to educate me to this extent. So I appreciate it, Todd. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed that because, I mean, he got we got kind of got kind of deep. It got kind of deep. And I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, I guess I was looking at it from uh, I was looking at it from a close perspective because I was just trying to like figure out why why make time a thing. Like I if he was saying that is to keep track of this loop that we're in to keep track of the I mean the the wind up doll whatever to see when it's gonna end. But even even making time a thing doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, when you're going to leave, that, you know, when when um, things are going to happen in your life. It doesn't. But then, you know, towards the end, I was able to kind of piece what he was saying when he were basically is like, no, like we're mimicking time. Like the, the physical time, in this 3D reality is mimicking the overall sky clock, the overall time that I guess the creator knows when it's going to be the when it's going to be the end all be all. Because, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, last year I thought it was the end all be all when COVID started. So I was I was I was pretty mind blown this episode. I ain't gonna lie. Time is a crazy, crazy illusion, man. And it's, that's all that it is, an illusion. But it's also a structure. You know, it's a structure and it's definitely used uh, in a better way for some things. Obviously, like I was saying, we have a preconceived notion of time. Because you know, time is used to control in this reality. Time is used to have you clocking in at a certain time, having you having to go to bed at a certain time, um, curfews, and when stores open, and it's a structure that I, that I, I like because yeah, it gives people time to not worry about the matrix, off hours, and things like that. 
but it is controlled a lot. It's controlled a lot, like even court dates and you you have to be here at this time or else you're fired or certain consequences happen if you don't abide to time. Um, But I agree that time was probably implemented to keep track of the seasons, which do matter because if you if you're trying to eat before all these corporations, before all this stuff, just back in the day when you had to rely on you and maybe your community, your tribe to uh to, to survive yeah you might you know knowing when the spring comes might be some useful information because you know that's when when uh when life is growing you know that that's when stuff's in a harvest you're gonna be able to um have food fruits you know herbs whatever you want to plant is gonna grow and and to know that winter's coming that fall's coming it kind of you have to prepare to aka hibernate you have to prepare to kind of make something warm get find a spot where you're going to chill out for the rest of the year because you have to wait till the next equinox the spring equinox to then again just go out there and start doing what you got to do and so i agree i definitely agree that time was implemented for a good cause it's just that these motherfucking romans or even before them the british empire the romans are these motherfuckers man they definitely corrupted this shit like they corrupt everything else so I get that they will probably take a good thing and make it a bad thing. Like, I never understood why New Year started on, on January 1st for us. You know how cold it is January 1st? Why would you start a brand new year when mostly people are cold as fuck? And you know when it's cold, you ain't really trying to be outside like that. You ain't really trying to celebrate like that. Like, obviously, New Year's parties are indoors and all that. You got heaters and all that. So I get it. But I, that never made sense to me why we would start a new year when it's cold as fuck outside and life isn't even growing. Like, what is, what's new? Everything's dead right now. And in the spring, everything new is growing. New life is coming. Why not start it in March? That's why Aries is the first sign. Aries is the first sign, so that should be the New Year's. Imagine if New Year's was in March. March, whatever. March 22nd, 21st, whatever the equinox is. That would be fire, but then I wouldn't be, I'd be born the, on the eight month, which would be still be fire. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> oh man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and yeah, shout out to Todd for speaking his truth. Like I said, we don't have to agree with everything. It's okay if you don't agree with everyone. It's okay. But I'm not going to be disrespectful to someone just because I don't agree with things that they say. And I'm not saying what they're saying is false. I just don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to stick to I don't know. I'm in the middle, bro. I'm in the middle. I'm going to hear everyone out. Every, anybody that got, got something to say and they want to come on Conspiracy, you're more than welcome to come on this show. You're more than welcome to speak your truth. Speak your truth because I question everything and everyone. I question myself every day. And that's okay. So relax if you didn't agree with a lot that he was saying. Relax if you're not into the Bible. Because like I, like I was telling him, I don't believe in the Bible. I think, I mean, the fact that the Bible is still here even from, from, from many years ago, the fact that the Bible has passed down millennia after millennia, obviously there might have to be some truth. But if, it, but if it's been passed down that much, who knows how much has been remixed and rewritten and made it? Who knows? I don't know. I wasn't there when they were writing this shit. I wasn't even there when they wrote the latest version. And even now, all these publishing companies, who the fuck owns these publishing companies? Like, they can definitely tweak some shit. So then 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the, the Bible that's even in place that we know about probably ain't going to even mean anything because it's going to be a whole different thing they rewrote. Like, these people really got control of all this shit. 
So who knows when the when the end all be all is? Who knows when the timer's gonna run out? I don't know. I'm not gonna sit around trying to figure out when that's gonna be. I'm gonna keep living my life. If my timer runs out tomorrow, so be it. I can I can't stop it. Obviously, I try to make the best choices and the smartest choices to keep me alive longer. That don't mean if I'm that don't mean if I'm out driving and I get in a car accident and I pass. That's when my timer's supposed to end. I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I am okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not knowing what's going on. Okay? Stop. 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 It's okay. It's okay. So if you got triggered this episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> If you don't agree with the Bible, I'm sorry. If you don't agree with the Enoch, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But let Todd speak his truth. Go tap into his podcast if you like what he said. God cast the goodness over darkness. Shout out to the community, man. I'll see y'all next week. I'm out of here. Chris X, Matt. Chris Spiracy. Okay. Grab your folders and your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And grab your folders and your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And